Don't leave it to the Judges Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Patty Broke His Skull. Patty! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, shout out to the, the 209. You know, big ups to Nate Diaz and the Nick Diaz, you know, those guys, you know, just because, you know, I got a DM recently and uh, real angry, real gangster. Um, of course, they didn't reach out, but I'll still fuck them forever. Uh, <laughs> what's, no, wrong that. what's wrong with that, man? I don't know. I just wanted to be goofy to start this podcast because <laughs> right. I just watched The Ultimate Fighter. And if there's nothing right. more goofy, it's when Brian Ortega says fuck on camera twice in the first 10 minutes, dude. I'm like, this is, what is he doing? <laughs> is he cursing now to be like, I'm a badass. I'll curse wrong on camera. So yeah, let's talk about the is ultimate fighter. Is that because fighter, he doesn't? <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> what is the deal with everyone being friends on this show? No one, there's no enemies whatsoever. Yeah. These guys are all so good, yeah. friendly, they, nice, all about love. Yeah. And then Mitch Raposo. Is always like the he's. You got to find out what he how he feels the fight's gonna go. Shut up, Mitch. Sit down. We don't need to hear from that guy. You know, I don't care what you have to say, man. You failed. Next, you know, bring Forrest Griffin back. You know, I'll hear from him. But uh, yeah, Brian Ortega said fuck on camera twice within the first ten minutes, which I thought was just corny as shit. And also cut that. You know, this is a a PG streaming service, folks. We're here to watch Tiger Woods play golf and and other and other sports. Okay, this is ESPN. Let's be professional about. It. But he also, he also got pranked. He got pranked by a great prankster known as Volkanovski. You know, all the clocks, oh, hilarious, half naked, who gives a shit? What I noticed from that, though, was he's simply saying, this dude is late always, which tells me that I was right when I very first said, Brian Ortega doesn't want to do that. He don't want to be there. He does not want to be a coach. He does not care. A real coach... A real fighter who wants to inspire other fighters, you know, because Brian Ortega's from the streets. He was fighting in the streets for the bread, like stealing apples like Aladdin, okay? He was from the streets, right? And someone found him and said, I'll teach you how to fight. It's real blindside type shit. Here's the thing. If that's the case, what's with the attitude when it comes to these new cats? Is it because if they fail at fighting, they actually have something to fall back on? Unlike you, Brian Ortega? What are you going to do next? The podcast? You're dull as fuck. You shouldn't even be on camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dull. Now, he is it, just deadpan, bro. Yeah, you know he came in, he kicked him, threw a couple, you know, had bombs, just big bombs. You know, hold on, fix my hair. Now my hair a little bit. All right, cut that back in, right back into a natural light. And then he hit him, and then they kicked. Like what the fuck? Hate that guy. Uh, hope he loses. Hope he never uh, gets to fight Max Holloway again, because that would be just a shame. That dude's the champ and the king of that division. Fuck everybody else. I want to. I want to talk about this clock prank some more. So okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the prank. The UFC went and got some construction crew to come in and put up a shitload of clocks on the wall. I didn't see any shots of these people putting in screws or fucking nails into the brand new Apex building. These these people are not nailing into the wall to put these clocks up. I don't know what they did. They got a construction crew to come in there, put double-sided tape on the clock, stick them up everywhere. And... This, this is a lame-ass prank. When Brian Ortega leaves, this building that he doesn't frequent, as the prank alludes to, he, the, the clock's, the prank's over. There is no prank. It'd be like someone, they, they, the gym that I go to once a month, someone goes in there and toilet papers the wall. I don't give a shit. Who cares? So, 
anyway, that's all I want to say yeah. about this what clock great? prank. Like, here's what actually happened. You guys just really helped a clock store. That's exactly you know? what That's all that happened. You spent, a, you spent a bunch of money on clocks. That's what happened. You helped them out. That's <laughs> it. Because it's not even a good joke. The, they were like, hey, we, got, we need something else besides just the clocks. How about Volkanovsky pretends to be Nate? Uh, get out of here. Next. Um, but I will also say, why is Brian Ortega the most uncut fighter? In that dude does not have any muscle tone at all. He's got a swimmer's body with less tone, like a, like a casual swimmer, like maybe a wakeboarder. I cannot answer that fit, one, actually. I have no idea. Man, you're really think, on Ortega today. Yeah, he had it coming. I watched the episode very recently. Now, <laughs> uh, call home reward. That was one of the stipulations uh, for moving on to, to the semifinals with a lot of these fighters, okay, they get to call home. Mm -hmm. And I will say, whatever his name is, uh, Tercio, mm -hmm. and his father's relationship was phenomenal. I liked that phone call. That was fun. And it really gave me more confidence in him in the future. But I just don't think he can be that successful in this world. He's still little. And he doesn't have he any got power. kind of early. That's what I mean. So is he going to – but here's the thing. If he goes to 125, he's got hot and reap. So he could avoid damage. He's got good head movement. He could, he could up the accuracy, and that's what this is for. That's what Sean Shelby and Gray Maynard, Gray, fucking Gray, whatever the fuck British guy, I can't think of his name. What is it? You know the other guy that makes a Mitch Maynard? Sure. Who cares? <laughs> Sean Shelby. We'll just say him because it's easy, and it's two S's. So the guys that are going out and finding these fighters for the show, they probably saw the same thing. They said, hey, man. Come and fight at 135. See if you can be successful there through this show. Get better. Let's see you get better. Because he was talking, uh, you know, uh, Tercio specifically was talking about the fighting styles and, the and Ludwig and how they're similar, but we are also different fighters and, and our mentality specifically. Now, I like that fight. Everybody liked that fight. But can you see either one of them at 135 after this or going? I, Tercio moves on. Ludwig could still be in the series finale fighting someone else. Probably right. Raposo. Uh, Mitch Raposo uh, <laughs> versus Ludwig. Again, that would be a rematch. But uh, That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, now, I did like to fight. But the thing is, and I, I made notes of this because it was pissing me off watching the fight. Uh, Ludwig, why wasn't he take, trying to take Tercio down in the first round? He was, he was begging. He was asking to be hit. He's like, come on, hit yeah. me, hit me some more. He's getting elbowed in the corner. Come on, hit me some more. What's that all you got? And he was getting beat the fuck up. His face was getting peppered. And at the round two, he took him down. Uh, Ricky got back up. But yeah, man, you, we've talked about this before. I was getting some uh, Kevin Holland vibes because you can't just be a counter puncher in the UFC. You can't just be a counter puncher. Huh. And that's what Ludovic was trying was doing. He was. He was waiting back, waiting for Ricky to He's miss. Not accurate. And, and yeah, he was not not only that, but uh Ricky had the speed and head movement to move out of the way out of all because he did throw some wild punches in there that may have hurt if they would have landed, but he didn't really come close to landing too many of those. Well, here's what I think. If this went five rounds, Tercio probably would have put him away because he started to really hit him hard with that jab in the third round when he started calling him to the middle, that jab was connecting clean like four or five times. And you could, it was stiff as hell. So he does. The difference is the size. 
Okay, obviously, uh, Tercio could be more cut. He could be more dominant at 125. We need them guys more than we need 35ers, especially with Dillashaw coming back. So who knows, man? Who knows? It's all about being an intelligent fighter. What's going to be best for him cutting weight and also being able to be strategic and surviving? Because if you cut that weight and you take too much damage, that's not good either, right? Being a little heavier does help. You got some more padding. But like I said, it was a fucking phenomenal fight. These guys beat the hell out of each other. There was a no give, uh, but Ludwig just doesn't have the accuracy. If he was more accurate and not so patient, like I said, it, it all goes back to taking a risk, willing to take a risk. And in these moments, being that it's the ultimate fighter, you should take a risk, you know, put it all on the line every time. For sure. Whether you get knocked out or knocked out. Fuck, you know what I mean? All right. So let's get in this last event, man. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the fights I picked, I was fucking terrible. This is the worst I've done since we started the show. Did you see how I did? We're like 29 I episodes look. in. <laughs> I never see my results. So you don't pay attention. I to never know. You always say it. I don't go back and look. Oh, uh. Like I, I get an email the from him that tells me whatever. You did you did slightly Ooh, better than me, a... and that was terrible. But it, right. it, that first fight, I had no idea this Diana Belbetta lady. I didn't know who the hell she was. I've heard yeah. of Hannah Goldie, and every time I'd seen Hannah, she's looked pretty good. But man, she got dominated. Even you know went to a decision. The judges, of course, as you would say with these female fighters. But yeah, she's like she was very dominating and she beat Hannah Goldie down. Uh, Sergio Eubanks. Yeah. I mean, she I I was picking against her even if they put in a homeless person in. And that's what they did. Yeah. They picked someone like off the street, put her in, yeah, and the course. girl got the crap beat out of her. <laughs> so, and that will keep Eubanks I, okay, around for a little we bit can't... longer. Let's defend ourselves here a little bit. <laughs> we did say that Sarge has power. We she did got ridiculous power in that way for sure. All it took was taking a fucking risk, man. Exactly what I already said. She took a risk. She went at the girl. She got her on her, on her back and it was done for. She had too much power. That girl was, she, had, mm. there was nothing she could do. She yeah. was going to get hurt. She was outclassed. And I think that that right there, because remember I said that she had an injury that kept her away for a while. Now, whatever that was, I don't remember what it is. Maybe shoulder or something. I don't remember what they said, mm. but that right there showed that she's not intimidated. She's not timid. She's going to throw. She's coming after you. Which means if she really can get to that title shot, I would be there to see it. That's not a bad matchup. If she can continue to be successful. Keep doing that. Keep taking the risk. Doesn't matter who you're fighting. Just because this girl's 4-0, mm-hmm. she has no name. Did you? Is that why you went hard at her? Is that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. some fighters will do that. I where, I They're mean, trying to teach him a lesson, essentially. Eubanks had, Welcome to the- had eight fights in the UFC, and this girl had four fights against nobodies. And it showed. It showed. Okay. And So if they put Sarge up against somebody who's got a name, does she perform mm-hmm. the same way? Is she aggressive? Is she throwing hard? Or is she getting hit? Is she more accurate now? We didn't get to see enough. You know what I mean? There wasn't enough of a fight to tell. And man, I mean, any of these fights you want to talk about? I me, mean, Mickey Gall, he proved me wrong. Of course. He beat up on yeah, Jordan Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jordan Williams stinks. Yeah. You know, that was a bad pickup from the contender series. He, they gave him two tries. He finally got in and still stinks. Uh, but Nas, uh, Dean, uh Amalda, <sighs> I told you about Ian Heinish. They said it themselves, dude. They're, they're taking shit right from my podcast. <laughs> uh, John Anik said that, or somebody was mentioning <laughs> that Ian Heinish was like, 
the next guy. He was they were really pushing him. He was supposed to be blah blah blah. I said that on the podcast. I said that they were trying to push him. This is the guy. Then he lost. It didn't work out. And then he goes and gets fucking knocked out <laughs> yeah. again. So still nothing. And we are both wrong on uh, Soriano, Brendan yeah. Allen. Oh, he man. can't. He comes to fight, man. But I, I don't do my research. I give you the credit of your research. I don't do my research. I just straight go from my memory. And I need to remember this guy because he comes to fight. And I like that. Okay, especially in that division, I think he's got mm-hmm. real potential. They put him up against somebody even better. Both these guys, honestly, because it was just a good fight. It doesn't matter who they go. They they should be going close to the rankings, okay? Right below, if not somebody uh, in the 15, you know, 14 range. And Adrian Yanez, Randy Costa, that was a very fun fight. Costa was yeah. taking it to him the first round, and then it turned around. <laughs> and that's – it's hard to read still. Mm-hmm. Just be aggressive because that's not how Costa fought before. Like he's he, he's just more aggressive on this one because he kind of knew that he was going to get hit a lot. But the way that Adrian has stayed mentally strong and he connected where he should have connected and continued to fight, this yeah. kid is he's, he's going to be pushed. He's going to be pushed. For both sure. those guys are only twenty seven. I mean, they'll be around for a while. I oh, mean, sure. e- even though Costa lost, he still looked pretty good, especially in that first round. Hey man, champions got two the best champions in the world have two losses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's mm-hmm. always that with, with him being so young and with possibilities of adjusting in weight classes and all this stuff. And the, the way that the UFC is able to take care of their fighters with that uh, performance center and whatnot, you could see these guys getting better fast. That's why they push them. They, oh, now you're on the main card. And Adrian Yanez, he has nasty power for this division all around and very good accuracy. I think he's going to be a problem for anybody he fights next. So, uh, the Macy Barber, Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick <laughs> is much more like she is so pretty, and I did not realize that before. I forgot who she was a little bit. I knew she was a good fighter, and then you saw she's so. No, uh, aside from that, Macy Barber is a fucking animal. I mean, they're both fucking good, but I think again, she's back on her horse. We, we both know, picked Macy let's... Barber, but dude, be honest, Macy Barber, she lost that fight. Yeah, <sighs> but I will say it was pretty close. This, this much like the other fight that I was mentioning, where it's like. It's good for both of them. They're both still going to get a push. They're both still doing well because they fought a name rather than, mm. you know, Sarge. You see what I mean? There's a difference. And Barber's still 23 and Maverick's just 20. I, I didn't realize. I've I kind of forgotten who Maverick was, too. I won't forget again because she's actually from yeah. uh, not too far from here, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, just got out of Hell Old yeah. Dominion University. But, uh, and then Darren Elkins, man, my God, he survived that first I round. Think- Looking fucking sharp, dude. That's exactly what I said. I was like, <sighs> he's just grimy, bro. You get this dude to the ground, it's going to be he a problem. He got beat up in that first round, he... man. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's what happens. Did he come out of it? beat the fuck out of me. Like, that's just such a weird mentality to have as a team where it's like, dude, you're going to be real tired from trying to kick my ass. And then I'm just going to, it's going to be done for. And he he did. He wore his ass out. That's what it was. And whether it was being, being that he was wearing him out because he was beating him up, it was a fun fight. Uh, same thing with the Kyler Phillips uh, Paiva fight. Fun <laughs> fight, but sloppy as shit. And you never like to see that. You want the guys to go in there and be accurate. They wore themselves out early. That is just a simple cardio fucking camp situation. They got to get on mm-hmm. that. But the main event, the main event, much like I would say the Macy Barber, Miranda Maverick, like uh, that was a Sanhagen win. For sure, I think he did more. He was more accurate. That there was more significant strikes from his from 
this is why the podcast is don't leave it to the fucking judges. It's not the fucking part. But you get it. You beat me the to it, man. Is, you beat me to it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they see that that was a Dillashaw move. Is I, it because he kept clinching? And John Anik kept saying, another good takedown. Takedown? He, he held started a, a takedown. He held him up against the cage. That's not a why takedown. And aren't you like an expert? Mm-hmm. They're biased as shit. I will tell you that. Yep. Because I, I remember, uh, I don't remember who was fighting. It was a female fight a few weeks ago, and the lady kept getting taken down. And they were like, "Well, you know, this doesn't really count because she hasn't done any kind of damage to her. All she's done is taken her down, and she's got control, but it's nothing. She hasn't done nothing with it." Yeah. And TJ Dillashaw's got half the time he had him up against the cage. He had his fingers locked in the cage. He had his fingers locked. I'm like, I'm yelling at the TV. Hey. Get his fingers out of the cage. And the well, ref would say something every once in a while. <sighs> but, uh, dude. Let me just say, the, the thing that annoyed me about that the most is even on Sanhagen's face when he, he wrapped him in that clinch every time, he thought for sure this can't be scoring that much. That's why he didn't really, you know what I'm saying? There was a little low effort when it would happen. Because in his mind, he's like, this isn't a takedown. He's just wrapping me up like a boxer who's hurt. Why are the judges seeing it that way? If you're a judge, you should have boxing knowledge. What happens when somebody is hurt and they don't want to take punches to the face anymore? They clinch up. What the fuck was Dillashaw doing? That's all he was doing. The dude, the flying knee into the triangle. <laughs> that was the fight. That was oh great. my god! I thought he was gonna put him away. With I, that. And San, dude, I did too. San Hagen's face though before the fight and the way, the way he was saying, "I used to come in and just try to be patient." Blah blah blah. Now I just. That right there, and he's a one thirty-five or just a little guy. I'm like, that's that's terrifying. That's the worst thing any fighter could say. I would never want to hear a guy who's about to beat my ass say, "I just want to go in there and hurt you a little bit." If that's just a fucked up thing to say, but I like that. I love that. And I already said San Hagen is just a guy I don't think can be stopped, legitimately stopped. He's like the Frankie Edgar, where it's like you, there's no way of putting him away for real. Until Sagan did that, he took the reins. I, I, perhaps there's something to do with Dillashaw being pushed. I don't know. Maybe they think there's a better matchup for the title. You know, San Hagen, Dillashaw two, or Aljo versus Dillashaw for the or, uh, <laughs> Dillashaw versus Jan for the number one contender spot. Who cares? But Michael Chandler still mm-hmm. sucks, and we'll never forget to mention that in this podcast. <laughs> but also, did you guys remember that Michael Jackson versus CM Punk got taken away? It's not like a real. It's no contest. Now. So nobody won that fight. Did you guys forget? <laughs> oh, All right, let's so I, I was just going to say the Macy Barber ran a rabbit Maverick, uh, Kyler Phillips fight and TJ Dillashaw fight. People were complaining about the judges in all three of these fights. Their Twitter was lighting up with people complaining. And I just responded to a couple people. I think I responded to DC, uh, Dean Thomas. I said, Hey, because Dean Thomas was, oh. I, we need a solution for this. We need a solution. I said, Look at the name of our podcast. That is the solution. <laughs> there we go. That it, Don't leave it to the it damn a, judges. That's the solution. A, but remember, another thing we should tell them is, dude, why are why aren't ex fighters judging the fucking fight? Why do you have? Why does DC, DC have to have some weird web series where he's talking about it on ESPN? Hmm. You know, on the app that detail shit when he could actually be sitting there judging instead of commentating. Yeah, he's I, I so well versed in the sport. Why is he doing that? 
Because at least if Daniel Cormier, Chuck Liddell, fucking anybody who's got any semblance of the fight game in their heads is sitting there and those guys judge the fight, you wouldn't feel as bad if they picked the other person. Forrest Griffin, Daniel Cormier, Paul Felder, judge a fight. How you scoring it? Are you going to be mad that Paul Felder said that you, you lost? Or are you going to be mad that Mike Augustino fucking said you lost? Sal D'Amato. Who's he? What's his knowledge? All these judges, yeah, they sound Jesus like a Christ, bunch of Italian time. gangsters and shit. Our, our shit's about to pop, dude. Just FYI. This podcast is about to believe shit just because of that. If you stay on top of that, start following every single fighter that you can find. Even the guys that haven't made it yet. The guys that are contender series fighters. Follow them first. Say something to them. Comment something to them. Good luck on your fight. Whatever. We're going to pop on Twitter with just this show on because of the material that we're putting out on the podcast. It doesn't matter how much work we're really doing on social media, but the fact that it's don't leave it to the judges, they're going to pay attention to that. Hey, what is this? Don't leave it to the judges. These guys must know about fights a little. How many times have they repeated shit we've said? I mean, come on. I, I think everything I've said about Nate Diaz has been said by somebody else. Who, <laughs> so, at so least man, one. let's look at this UFC Vegas 33. So... I printed this card out from ESPN and it's been all rearranged. So uh, here we yeah. go. First fight, Phil Rowe, Orion Kasi. I like it. I think it might be Orion. <laughs> Orion Kasi. Uh, they're both Walter Waits. Uh, Phil Rowe, he's the Fresh Prince, man. The Fresh fresh Prince. I think I talked about him before. All his wins, oh, he's 7-3. All his wins, he's finished. Three knockouts, four submissions. He did lose his last fight, but he had won his previous seven. Uh, Orion, he, you know, he's only 5'11", where uh, Phil Rowe is 6'3". But, yeah, uh, Orion, he's finished all his fights, man. Six knockouts, one submission. So, uh, I went with him, and, yeah, I'm hoping this will be a good fight. Yeah, I like, uh, I went with Orion as well, um, simply because he's undefeated. Uh, now that you bring up the fact that he's 5'11", so this might end up on the ground. Who knows? Seems to be a fun fight to start with. All right. Then Ronnie Lawrence versus Trevin Jones. Lawrence, he's won his last four. He's 7-1. and one. His his only he, only loss was he was in Bellator, uh, one of his earlier fights, and he lost a decision fight, uh, a decision loss. And he's Trevin Jones, he's 13-6. and six. Um, Man, his... His last fight, he looked fantastic. He knocked out Mario Batista in the second round. He looked great, and that's why I went with him. Wait, which one did you go with? I Trevin? went with Trevin Jones. Yeah, I got Ronnie Lawrence in this one. All right. I, I highly underestimated him in his night. Hmm. I remember saying something about a trailer park dad. doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have to bring him up again. I don't know why he did. Uh, <laughs> hopefully this is the right <laughs> fight next. Uh, either way, we'll just go with ESPN here. Uh, the Jin Yu Fry mm -hmm. versus Ashley Yoder. And Jin Yu Fry is 10 and 6. Ashley Yoder, 8 and 7. 64% uh, picked Jin Yu Fry. 36, obviously, Ashley Yoder. And uh, I think Fry looked very good in her last. So, and I'm, I also believe Ashley Yoder might have lost two in a row or so. I have no idea. She's not done well. She's lost three uh, of her last four. Jin. That's what I thought. She and, doesn't have any stand up. That's the big issue. And her she can't get a take. Last fight, I had picked her to beat Angela Hill. And I will yeah. never pick her ever again. That's when I said they were like playing patty cake out there. She was just like, she was high-fiving her instead of punching her. I don't know what the hell she was doing. She obviously was, she was not throwing any power behind her punches whatsoever. 
whatsoever. So it's like uh, a Nate Diaz movie. Yeah, <laughs> even worse, believe it or not. But uh, see what kind of jab, see what kind of jabs I throw, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was waiting for that uh, for that Quaker joke to come out. <laughs> I remember that from <laughs> Ashley Yoder. <laughs> never, never, oh, yeah, never. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I no, I get it. I, it's more of an Amish, but you know, I get Amish. It. That's she's okay. definitely uh, Amish. Yeah, she's definitely uh, on uh, whatever that fucking holiday is that they go on. She didn't. She didn't come back to the camp. Anyways, uh, Danny Chavez, I think, versus Kai mm-hmm. Kamaka the third. Don't need the third though. Uh, be successful first before you start putting juniors and thirds on your name. Uh, but I went with him. <laughs> I went with uh, Kai Kamaka. Oh, I went the uh, other I think way. this is also gonna be. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be, a, a, someone's going to bleed, I believe. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I noted in this, uh, Danny Chavez, he's 34. Uh, Kai Gamaka is only 26. He's lost his last two. Danny Chavez, he lost his last fight. But these guys are like decisions all over the damn place, man. They're wins. Danny Chavez, eight, eight of his 11 wins are decisions. And seven decisions out of eight for Kai Kamaka. So. So yeah. we're going to see a decision in that fight for sure. I'm pretty sure about that. Like a Nate Diaz fight. Did I say that already? <laughs> no, nah, man, you did not. So <laughs> I'll try to take this one. This is why Paige Van Zandt listens. Right? That's why. Um, I don't, she probably she's never clicked this one time. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Shout out PVZ. If she, what's up? If she did, um, that's why she took off. She stormed out of the cage. She's like, I gotta hurry up and get back and listen to the next episode. Don't leave the judge right podcast. The yeah, right the Everybody thinks she was all mad, storming out. No, man. <laughs> We're gonna. Hey, we should literally just start going to uh, BKFC of when she fights, but only when she's on the card, <laughs> just to see if she actually ever listens. Anyways, will she be uh, on another I'll do card? This next one. That's all right, go ahead. Um, Chris Gutzmacher. Great last name, uh, Rafa Garcia. I don't know this guy. I swear I've probably seen him. I'm sure he's 12 and 1. Um, 85% went with him. But what I know about Grootsmacher, Grootsmacher, I believe, um, they make a great jelly. Or wait, that's Schmuckers. Anyways, Chris, <laughs> can you cut that? Uh, don't cut it. Don't. I loved it. In fact, I was waiting for it. Uh, Chris Grootsmacher is a. He's just a nasty guy. He's, he's a guy that's like, he can last. This Rafa Garcia, he's a Mexican fighter, which again, they're, they're going to take punches to get punches. It's going to be a nasty fight. A lot of these fights, I think, might, so we might be looking at a long night. So who are you going with in that one? Oh, uh, the jelly guy. No, oh. uh, Gutsmacher. Oh. All right. Well, I went the other way. I went with Rafa Garcia. Uh, yeah, he's only got one loss, and that was his last fight to uh, Nazareth. His decision went to a decision. So, yeah, I went with him, man. Uh, Chris, okay. the Jelly Man is—he's lost three of his last four. He's two and three in the he UFC. Better, you better take that name. Follow him immediately and say we got a nickname for you if you don't have one. The Jelly Man. He'll be like, "Why?" And then tell him, "Schmuckers." <laughs> jelly Man. Say nothing else. <laughs> He'll be like, "That doesn't have any connection to my name at all." You're like, "Well, sorta." <laughs> uh-huh. That's why we call you the Jelly Man, not the Schmuckers. Chris, Chris, this is gonna be a mouthful. Chris, uh, the Schmuckers, Jellyman, Bootsmacher. Like that's not you can't put that in there. It's just the Jelly. Don't get into it. Uh, deep you know, with them. yeah, I would, lo- I would love to hear Bruce Buffer say that. Actually, the Jellyman. Yeah, and also, what does it mean? 
You know, is he a fat guy? Is he like the blob? I, I got a lot of questions. I would hang out with the Joey. But let me say this. I started laughing, but I didn't laugh out loud uh, when you were still talking about Rafa Garcia because I looked at the next one, which I was definitely going to let you say. And I realized <laughs> both of you. <laughs> That's exactly why I laughed. I'm sweating I like, over here, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew he practiced this one. Let's see how it goes. Oh, no. And these, are, these, guys, these, these guys are super late in the card, mm-hmm. but they're both – uh, relatively new fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, neither one of them have more than 10 fights. But go ahead with their names. Okay, we got uh, Colin Anglin. So I've got that one okay. <laughs> Melsic Bagdarasian. I, I did not see. I would say Bagdasarian. 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 Like Bog, Bogdasar, Bogdasarian yeah. sounds. Some Bogdasarian. Uh, anyway, I, I went with Colin. He's uh his only his only loss was the second ever fight, and actually I wrote down I wrote toss up. Both these guys are coming off decision win or they coming off wins on, on from the contender series, and they neither one have really beaten anybody. So we'll see. Should be a fun young little scrap. Right. Well, it's good that I went the other way. I went with uh, Melsic Bagdasarian. Yeah, I you know the the more I look at that guy. The more I think I remember him, like, kicking ass on the Contender Series. So I'm not going to switch my pick, yeah. but I'm, I think I remember him now. Yeah, with and a name like that. highly touted. With a name like that. With a name like that and uh, facial hair and, and hair and just overall look, he seems dangerous. <laughs> he seems dangerous enough. I'll choose him. But 37%, man. Everybody else on with Colin. He's got, I mean, he's got good hair, too, but it doesn't say anything to him. <laughs> It doesn't make me feel like he's dangerous. <laughs> it's like yeah. James Bond wasn't that intimidating looking, but the the guy with the silver teeth was. You see what I'm saying? There's just a they, they really haven't beaten um. anybody. But uh, anyway, the next fight, uh, the Who? women's bantamweight, Nico Montana, why yeah. you're not? Uh, why? It's Montana. Anyway, she's she's only twenty five. Montana. <laughs> Nico, you you were talking about Nico not too long ago. I guess I think the last episode. Uh, and she hasn't fought since 2019. Oh, she lost the decision to uh, Julian Payne. And I went with her. I went with her. What even though we'll, we'll see. Well, who did she Okay. She lost in 2019. Who'd she fight before then? Before then? Uh, give me a second. I'll, yeah. I will tell. There <laughs> had to be time. Dude. There had to be so much time in between. Uh, it was Roxanne Modafari. Fighter. Roxanne Modafari. And, it was a decision she won. That was actually a five-round fight. What year? That was uh, 2017. Ooh, that so was, she didn't um, fight for two years after she won. Yeah, that was the uh, ultimate fighter finale. Yeah, that was that was the win there. Dude, this is her fourth UFC fight. She won. See, see, look. She was fight of the night. Later stripped of the title after being hospitalized due to her weight cut for UFC 228. So, yep. So, yeah, man. I remember she, her being she, decent she's kind of disappeared, like you said. I mean... She won the ultimate I've seen fighter. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just she was very uh gentile throughout the ultimate fighter, but she would whoop ass in the octagon. She would win. No, was she the one that, every, that that pieced up Montana De La Rosa? I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah. That yeah. rearranged her face, basically. That, yeah, she's unassuming as shit. Mm-hmm. And she was the last person that I think anybody picked. And she whooped everybody. Mm-hmm. And I like that about her. But this time span, like the casual fan doesn't understand that that time span 
for a fighter will do something to your mental, especially if you were champion and then it's just gone. It'll mess with you. And she's fighting Wu Yanan, okay? And she comes in there banging. She's got 15 fights. She's ready to go. She's been in there. She knows what she's doing. And she might even know that Nico used to be champion and she's also taken all this time out. So let's not say she takes her legs. You know, mm-hmm. let's kick her in the legs a bunch. Let's keep it standing. I mean, Nico's probably going to keep try to keep it standing herself, but also how is she going to be willing to throw? That's why I believe 60% picked her, uh, picked Wu Yanan yeah. on the app uh, as well did itself, simply from the experience mm-hmm. of being in there. Is this at the Apex as well? Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure this is at the Apex. <clears throat> but, um, Again, no audience. Yep, no audience. And, you know, that's one way to look at it, and that, that could very well be the case, that uh, Nico, she's been a while since she came in there, but, you know, she could be using this as motivation. She could be training with some right. badasses the whole time she's been gone. Who knows, man? I, I'm surprised she even got 40 people to pick her because she's just hasn't been around. So 40% of the people to pick her. She just hasn't been around at all. Well, I think she was a champ already. So people know her. And yeah, this is, uh, a day I don't know if this center. next fight's happening. This next fight they have listed is not happening. Uh, Roman. Ro- yeah. Roman okay. couldn't, he couldn't make it into the United States apparently. And then the fight after that, they have listed is not, it's off as well. The Chris Dawkins fight. Okay. So, yep. so Brian Barberina, <laughs> 15 and 7 versus Jason Witts, 18 and 7. Uh, 76% went with Barbarina. Bam, bam. Uh, me too, dude. Yeah, I went me with too. him as well. Uh, yeah. He's, he's one of these guys. He should have been the time off mess with it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He should be in a different position than he is right now. So he's going to come in and he's going to have to perform. And I think this yeah. other kid is going to, you know, they're going to try to take each other's heads off. Yeah. See, both of and these guys. Barbarina's got to fuck it. They, they both have lost two of their last three, and one of these guys is going to get turned around here. And uh, Jason Witt, his last fight, he was knocked out in 16 seconds by Matthew Simmelsberger. 16 seconds, he was knocked out. So, you know, he's going to be coming and looking to take his head off, but he's got eight submission wins. And, yeah, I'm going with Bam Bam. Bam Bam's winning this, I feel. If Witt can take get the takedown and keep him on the ground... He may be in a little trouble, but ultimately, I went with Bam Bam. Let me call this. Let me call it on the podcast. I'm going to say Brian Barberina by knee. I'm not calling around. I'm just going to say by knee. How about that? It's All on right. the podcast, ladies and Also, uh, <laughs> click that, uh, that little link there in the show notes that says uh, where you can go and also play along with us on the ESPN app. If you're a fight fan listening to the podcast and not also doing this, how are you? Are you watching the fights or just listening to the podcast? <laughs> Because if you're, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you also do the, the game? So click that shit and uh, play with us. Uh, go ahead with the next one because the names are easier. All right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, the next one's uh, Ryan Benoit, um, Zariah. <laughs> it's a, really Zarook. So, Zarook. Zarook. It's, it's Zarook. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, man. So this is a root guy. All right. This guy, man, he was in Bellator when he was 0 and 1. How the hell was he waiting? How the hell did he have a fight in Bellator? The guy was 0 and 1. He was fighting in Bellator. And his opponents that he's beaten are combined 3 and 8. The guy, yeah, he's going down, man. And Ryan Brian Benoit is not much better, but 
He, and he hasn't fought in a year. He's lost three of his last four. He's got eight knockout wins. I'm going with him. He's got this. Me too. I got Ryan Benoit as well. The kids, the kid throws like a man and Nunez and Dustin Poirier. That's how his body is shaped. He's got a real big back. He throws from the very ends of his arms. And that's that's a dangerous way to fight because you leave yourself open in the middle because, you know, when you're throwing like this from the distance of the head and you're leaving yourself open down the middle because you can't close that distance as quick as you, you know what I'm saying? So that's why he hasn't been as successful as he could be. A lot of fighters did this in the early days. He just has to be aggressive and he has to be as accurate as possible. But I think he's going up against some kid who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's three and three. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, next up, you got Nicholas Stoles versus. I'm not even giving you time to laugh. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Nicholas Stoles versus Jared Gordon. You know, um, twelve and four for Nicholas. Maybe it's Nicholas. Doesn't matter. You know, fix it. Uh, Seventeen and six for Jared Gooden. I even said that wrong. I wasn't even gonna say anything, start, man. Let's start over. It's Jared Gooden over there. <laughs> Jared Gooden. Hey, hey yeah. your excuse. He's a last-minute replacement. He literally just came in. Uh, he was going to fight uh, Lazar, Lazal. Anyway, it, he's out. Gordon, uh, Gooden, he's got me saying it now. Gooden's in. I probably would have said it anyway. But Gooden's in. And I don't know much about him other than he's 17-6. Uh, he's lost his last two. And Stoltz, I, I, yeah, I have. But I, had, I was picking him anyway. He lost his UFC debut. And yeah. this should be... An, Pretty easy win for him, I would feel. Huh. Well, here's my theory here. What's happening as of lately, though, is these replacement dudes are coming in, knocking people out. They are. They right? have been. Yes, sir. I'm sure again. So, you think we should go with the Gooden, the Gordon man, Mr. Gordon Gooden? That's his nickname, Mr. Gordon. Jared, Mr. <laughs> Gordon Gooden. That's fucking. That's nice. I want to hear Bruce Buffer yell that out. Might as well change it. Uh, I don't know, man. The experience, the fact that 84% mm. also picked him on the app. What but, the but but see, I will I, say I this, know, though. Dude, this could... You're looking at it how, when they, how they've been throwing in people off the streets and having them fight in the UFC, True. and they've been knocking people out. This guy actually has two UFC fights, and he's lost them both. So, so he's okay. not fresh blood. So... What do you think about I I well I I already had Stoltz as well Stoltz or whatever I had picked him but you know who knows uh, let's go uh, is it Cheyenne Bias Cheyenne Bias Gloria DePaula all right now Bias uh, Cheyenne Bias five and two uh, versus Gloria DePaula who's five and three but eighty percent went with Bias because what was the whole thing that we mentioned before you you keep talking about it in the last couple of episodes okay Bias she was supposed to fight something yeah yeah she she has a good look to her. <laughs> Uh, the the girl that got her ass knocked out a couple fights ago, uh, really quickly where they stopped it as she was getting up, but obviously she was getting fucking destroyed. That dude, girl. <laughs> they they yeah. uh she was yeah, a last a... second replacement for buys, last minute replacement for buys, and they put her in, and she just kept buys in the headlock the whole fight, like side control headlock, and just kept her there. Remember. And anyway, so. Yep. Both of these women are only 26. They both uh, come off the Contender Series, which is coming back at the end of next month, by the way. And uh, yes. the winner of this fight, I think, is going to be get a little push. But I, I'm, I'm looking at Baez, man. I think Baez is going to win this. And I, I think they're very disappointed to, in her last fight. And I think this is another chance for her to show off. She's got a real good look to her. 
I think she's the warrior princess or something like that. So I yeah, think UFC is rooting for her. And uh, she had she had some good hands, man. Uh, when she came in the contender series, she really had some hands. Uh, she knew how to punch and stay on her opponent when it was time to. So I think this is this could be a slugfest. It could end early. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't end in a headlock. But speaking <laughs> of headlocks, um, next up we have Kayang Ho Kang versus uh, one of my favorites, uh, the veteran Ronnie Yaya. Okay, what a great name! Such a little guy, but very deadly. And I went with him all day long, and I will every single time he fights. I don't care who his opponent is. Ronnie Yaya is the best. Go ahead. Okay, so now I remember this guy. So he he's the guy that um. Okay, he's got twenty one submission wins. He has yeah. zero knockouts, six decisions, twenty one fucking submission wins out of twenty seven wins. That that's a lot. So is this the guy that made mention of uh, your old MMA podcast you were telling me about a, a while back? He yeah, he followed my account. Okay, actually, I got you. Wow. Hell All yeah. right. So maybe follow him. Uh, follow him on Instagram. Follow him okay. on Twitter when you get a chance. He, he's. He's not super active, but he and, and uh, Venom Michael Venom Page, dude. No, who's the other guy? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna him. say you sent me a list earlier. People listening yeah, to this don't have a clue what I'm talking about. You sent me a list earlier of what they deemed the best Bellator fights, and Kimbo Slice was number was at the top, the very first name on the list. Oh man, it was like a senior citizens fighting when he fought yeah. Dada Five Thousand. And they, they had like, they set the record for most heart attacks ever uh, held in in, in in a in a span out of anywhere. Old folks home, yeah. arena, it didn't matter. <laughs> the most heart attacks out of any building well, of the know. record. Yeah. So, <laughs> died of 5,000. Uh, I think he said he died like five times or something during the fight. Combo Slice, he died 5, not too long after the fight. <laughs> so... But uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, the only reason uh, I bring this up is because MVP Michael Venom Page, his name should have been on that fucking list. They, I don't know why they they should be pushing that guy to the fucking moon. That guy, I I want to see that guy in the UFC. If I'm Dana White, I'm just piling up cash, throwing at 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 Michael Venom Page. I'm trying to yeah. buy his contract out. I'm like, who can we trade? Who yeah, do y'all versus Kevin Holland would be just. A lot of talking. <sighs> I really like him, man. I think he's the real maybe deal. One spinning it. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 one of the guys I would actually root for in the division. You know, in in the he's UFC. He's Jones back when uh, Jones was Jones. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let me get back to that. So you're gonna be very disappointed with me because I I uh, went with Mr. Perfect. That's the guy's nickname, Mr. Perfect uh, Kong. He's six and two in the UFC. He's got 11 submission wins himself. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, got right tough to pick. Tough to pick. But yeah, man, That's I went that way. Good. We'll see. Uh but yeah, I didn't I didn't remember that uh Yaya was was the guy you told me about last time. I probably would have went that way. But anyway, I'm not changing now. I'm going to stay just like that. And I would like to see him get another submission, honestly. That would be pretty damn cool. How many people's got 21 submission wins and not one knockout win? Yeah. No one. That's got to be uh, no one. He doesn't knock uh, out Anaconda. somebody by accident by now, yeah. you would think. Uh, uh, 
a raptor. I don't know. The guy's nasty. He's he's a re, he's he's a better version of what I thought Ryan Hall was going to be. You know, he has the actual experience. And I remember his last fight. I mean, he Unlike got on dude like a blanket, put him down, and choked him right out. Yeah. In like 15 seconds. Yeah, 15 seconds mm-hmm. he had him on the ground, I believe. It was that quick. He's just, I don't know, he's very talented. But anyways, <clears throat> I like this next matchup. I like the main event. I like uh, Uriah Hall. Veteran Uriah Hall. He's been around for a long time, man. He got famous immediately when he did that spinning head kick to dude in uh, The Ultimate Fighter. That was to get in the house, um, I believe. And then Sean Strickland, okay? He's nasty. He gets after it. He uh, <clears throat> He's only got three losses. And mm-hmm. when, the, when I think when he loses, it's it's devastating. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's one of these guys that really pushes the pace. But I think at this moment in time, Uriah Hall should – this should end quickly, I think. Uriah Hall has been dangerous forever. But this Uriah Hall is different. I like the way he's fighting. Um, he's confident. He's been in there more than you could imagine. <clears throat> and I think he wants the, the the Izzy fight. I think that's a good matchup as well. It will sell. You know, uh, both stand-up guys, one of them throw. And throw everything, at, you know, whatever. Give him an opportunity. He, he was what I thought would be the best matchup for Anderson Silva during his reign. I was like, this kid... <laughs> against Anderson Silva would be insane. And then he fights him late in his career. Still, what do you got for me? All right, man. So I went the other way on this one. Uriah Hall. Uh, I've always liked him. He's he's kind of unconventional. Uh, unconventional. Ah, still didn't say it right. With his strikes, he throws strikes from everywhere, especially those kicks. Kicks from all over the place. Nice sharp body yep. kicks, head kicks, spinning kicks elbows but uh and early in his career he was kind of average and now i like you said maybe it's his confidence he's looked great lately hell his last fight he didn't even throw a strike and won <laughs> but uh yeah i i went with strickland he's only got three losses and the guy now one thing about him is his last loss it was a spinning wheel kick <laughs> that knocked him out. <laughs> but I watched that, yeah. and the the guy ran over and started hitting him, and he was trying. He he did take a couple hits, so I'm not I'm not uh saying it was a bad stoppage at all. It was not a bad stoppage. He was taking a he took a couple hits unprotected, but he was yeah. trying to get the fuck up, man. I I really think yeah. if it would have went on, the fight would have lasted a little longer. Who knows? Maybe he would have succumbed to more of those tight punches. But yeah, yeah, man, he's. I like it. it this should be like a damn it. good fight. This should be a damn good fight, and I think somebody will get put to sleep. We'll see. Here's also what I think. Strickland's I looked great in his last few fights. He has looked great. So is Hall. This is what I'm gonna because <clears throat> because essentially in my head, this doesn't stop either one of them from potentially still mm-hmm. getting a title shot. This is a, just a great matchup. Whether there's a massive jump for either one of them towards the title, no one's really going to fall here because I think it's going to be a fight. If it doesn't end mm-hmm. in the first round, by either one of them, because they're both very dangerous, they both have the power. But I think Strickland has a, a better chin, honestly. Um, but Uriah Hall's got the experience. I don't think he's going to look for that kick. Uh, but is Strickland going to shoot for takedowns? Is he going to play it safe? I don't know. 
but I do like Uriah Hall in this fight. I think these guys both have serious potential still, even at Uriah's age, at, in this division. You know, he, he's yeah. never changed weight class, and he's still been – he's always a threat. From the last uh, couple – the last few fights I've seen out of Strickland, I uh, I don't see him going for any takedowns. I think he'll just stand straight up with them. He's um, – Yeah, they've already kind of – yeah. Uh, all right, I'm just so saying, earlier guy- in this episode, you said you wanted to remember the name Brendan Allen. Remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Strickland knocked him out uh, two fights previous to this one. During the second round. Okay. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been looking great. He's been looking great, man. So this should be a. That's why I say. And whoever lands, they both have the power. Who's got the speed (laughs) advantage? That one, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering about that. Who's got the head movement and speed? Because Strickland's pretty quick. And I know Hall is too, so. It's also this. It's literally the foundation of this episode. Who's willing to take the risk? Because both of them have the potential of putting each other to sleep. Who's going to go in there and risk it all? We'll see. Nope. But I do like it. It is one, you know, much like the Dillashaw, uh, Corey Sanhagen fight, just fucking watchable. Mm-hmm. Just all the way watchable. You're like, hey, guys, have you never heard of this sport before? I show you that fight. Even though I didn't like mm-hmm. the ending and how, you know, the judges scored it. But, hey, look at this shit. That's what happens. It gets crazy. Yeah. I thought it was going to end because of the butt. But uh, yeah, dude, fucking yep. awesome episode. We see that. I'm looking forward to these fights. We're building it up. We're building it up. This is going to be a huge fight. Fight it tonight, and then watch someone's going to get a fucking eye poke, and it's going to be. Oh, don't. It's going to get kneed while laying on the ground. Hall's going to go down, and Strickland's going to knee him in the face. So, yep. and then Hall will get up. Yes, <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> right. So, Another broken leg. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, man, uh, that that wraps this up. Uh, everyone, listen to Do You Party, the briefcase, you name it. Mm-hmm. Listen to mm-hmm. the Patty Broken Skull, all his podcasts. YouTube.com slash Bad Brain Studios, uh, music and shit and podcasting. I just, I, my voice, I just do a lot of stuff. But I just talk to a mic and sing and stuff. <laughs> Go in the show notes. <laughs> Go in the show notes. Click the link. Yeah, you it- and follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You don't watch like your stupid asses. <laughs> Why are you listening to this if you're not also watching the fights on the ESPN app? I don't know. That's the only place you can get them. Yeah. How are you not? Yeah. All right, let's go. We got to Fight!